Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Are you gearing up for May the 4th and Make Solo 2 Happen Day? Find the perfect Star Wars pins, necklaces, keychains, rings, and more at jewelrybrands.shop. Want more Grogu in your life? They have tons of officially licensed products from all of Star Wars, including The Mandalorian. And hey, while you're there, use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So that's jewelrybrands.shop, and may the force be with you. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today on this glorious Monday. Uh, what date is it? April 12th. We are already a third of the way through 2021, and it still feels like 2020, if you ask me. But uh, the, the good thing is we have Star Wars to talk about, some pretty cool stories that we're going to tackle, give our takes on. We're not here to report the news. We're here to give our takes on the news. And with me, as always, is Lacey. Lacey, what is going on? How are you? Oh, nothing. Just chewing. <laughs> just chilling yeah and as you may notice james is not here so we had to call on the subs we did call on the subs and so our guest <laughs> is one of trb's oldest friends uh you know him and you love him uh rex manning just celebrated his his own day but his real name is steve ellis from black series rebels what's up steve <laughs> I, I haven't heard that hit single in a long time how are Spotify you guys yet? Uh, <laughs> it's on a Spotify list, I'm sure. We just haven't made it public yet, but yeah. How are you guys? <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been a long time. I love you guys. Yes. Love you too, buddy. I feel like been I've been time. in a closet for a year. Because, uh, <laughs> like, quarantine, like, it's just I'm in a box. Lacey, it's yeah. all of us have been there. <laughs> We're all in <laughs> <Yeah>. our little. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't stop. So, Steve, uh, are you, have you gotten your uh, Fauci ouchie yet? Or where are you? My at Fauci ouchie? Uh, I am. <laughs> Listen, I will just say it's the one time in my life I was not offended at being morbidly obese. <laughs> uh, okay. I, 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 I am 50% there. Uh, next Thursday, I will be 100% there. Yeah, um, you and me both. And yeah. uh, which what'd you get? Which one did you get, buddy? I got the the the, uh, the Cadillac. I got the the Rolls Royce. I got Which the Pfizer. Ooh, ooh. See, I got the. To- I thought I had the top shelf with the Moderna. I thought Moderna was the rich people one. Oh, is see? it? Yeah. See, see oh. that's. I'm, I mean, I, I don't oh. listen. I I like to keep it classy. You know, right. I, I, there's nothing yeah. wrong with a with a with a Cadillac or Rolls Royce. I think there's right. a huge margin between the two, but. Huge. Yeah. You know, I'll take either. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. I actually saw yeah. a very interesting article the other day that was like, uh, should I feel guilty that I'm fat and got the vaccine before my friends and family? And I was like, what? No, just get the vaccine. Oh, I, the vaccine. I 100% felt guilty. Oh, 100%. really? Oh, yeah, because I was one of these people that was like, did you see this mother effer on Instagram? How did they get one? Cutting the oh. line. What is that all about? Cutting the right. line. Don't cut the right. line, people. Stop cutting the line. And then it's like in LA, we started getting all these reports because Dodger Stadium was where we went 
to get our mm -hmm. testing because like all of us had uh -huh. to go work because like working in the entertainment industry and being on film sets and stuff you got to get tested a lot and so dodger stadium was like you'd go there and it, it looked like a end of the world thing and oh, and tents and just all this stuff but it was like organized like crazy well now that's where they do all the 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 vaxes and um it's just it's just insanity i've lost my train of thought because i haven't done this in a long time is it is it's, it true that the, you feel like your brain Moderna is being brain. touched uh for the testing see i was super fortunate i never had to do the uh the nasal i always had to do the the swab and i forget what it's called but as long as it oh a pcr test as long as it was mm. considered a pcr test uh because it's in the way that they they do it yeah. it was fine so i was happily unemployed while everyone else was getting things shoved up their noses my friend um, ruben got it like every other week but uh oh, but we were it, but everyone like every like you had some people like ah it's nothing you had some people like it's the worst scariest thing in the world <laughs> so of course you're like am i gonna get that so when i went to go get tested for the first time that's what i was expecting and i was scared and i was like oh my god what am i oh jeez, i don't know i don't know and then uh you know i went and they handed they were like okay swab your mouth for like two minutes or whatever all around this night and, and i was like wait a second and then of course what happens you go you leave there going well, why didn't i get the one up the nose <laughs> yeah. not the one up the nose is that one just as good maybe it's right. not just as good anyways in back to your original thing about feeling guilty and all that stuff there were reports all over basically going guys we've got all of these these vaxes nobody's making appointments they're having and to they throw only a lot last of them so out. long right yeah. exactly well moderna and pfizer has to be refrigerated and so they're having to throw them out right. all this stuff anyways i was still reluctant my wife one one day was like steve i got this stuff you need to fill this thing out please go please go please go and i went no no like and she went please go yeah so just i went go. i was like okay and i filled it all out did the whole thing and then it was like holy crap i can go in an hour oh and, then, wow. that, and that just shows you so so i went so i did it that's the deal right. so everybody right. go get vaxxed get on with it my tail yeah, is look, amazing yeah. my tail what about your tail john <laughs> well and i don't have the you. tail i have i have the uh microchip locator so oh. that's what i have <laughs> i gotta tell you the phone service from this 5g is amazing <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I, I like knowing that my mom knows where I am at at all times now, so I can't oh. skirt family get-togethers. But hey, I'm back. Oh. So see, my mom knows where I'm at at all times. That never ended. Yeah, it's <laughs> always just constant. Yeah. So um, let's let's get into some stuff here. Uh, we have the resistance report, so let's fire up some stuff right now. It's the resistance. Okay, so the first thing I want to get into, guys, is this uh, exclusive battle. It's the battle of the exclusive, as as, as I call it, because everybody is everybody has an exclusive now. The word means Exclusive. Let's get the exclusives. Yeah. The exclusives. <laughs> so the latest exclusive is, uh, and I, I'm not sure who the exclusive was with, but it is that there's uh, casting news for Ahsoka. For a character named Boca, which is a 20 to 35 year old male, Middle Eastern, African, Pacific Islander, Black, mixed ethnicity, or Caribbean, strong supporting role. People are like, oh, that's got to be Ezra. And then there's another one, Morai, which is an interesting name because that's the name of Ahsoka's owl. A 40 to 60 year old male of any ethnicity, volatile, complex, unreliable, shady, strong supporting role. So a lot of people are thinking this is for Ezra and Thrawn for the Ahsoka show. But then there were other exclusives that came out months ago that said these roles have already been cast. 
Mina Masoud is playing Ezra, and uh, Lars Mikkelsen is playing Thrawn because he voiced him. So I'm having an exclusive war in my mind. So I'm just going to kind of toss it to you guys to, to, to give your, your takes on exclusive mania. Uh, so Steve, what, what what's your take on the madness going on in um, exclusive exclusive in, in the exclusive will the exclusive will? Uh, well, I gave you exclusive earlier this week, but I guess, you know, you didn't want to report that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. Y'all, okay. Y'all are, y'all are like what, what, Hold on a minute now. That now, see this. You, Who's you throw running? this at me. That's my son. He just he has an exclusive upstairs. He's about to oh, report. It. He's like, oh my god, yeah. Steve from yeah. Black Series Rebels. Yeah, <laughs> he knows who's playing uh, a young Luke Skywalker in Obi Wan Kenobi. Apparently, um, it is not the kids from Big Daddy. Apparently, they grew up. But Steve, you threw something at me, and I'm not sure what you want to say about that. But you were like, no, this is just uh, my opinion. I'm just an ass. Yeah. I'm just yeah. an ass. Every now and again, listen, I live. I live in Burbank, which, you know, we got Warner Brothers, we got Disney, we got all the studios, all this stuff. You know, I do work in television, whatever land. Um, but all my neighbors, everybody, were they all work in the industry as well. We got camera people, we got all the all the all those names that filter down through like the the, the 35 minutes of credits. Those are all people that for the most part live in my neighborhood. And you know, we follow each other on Instagram and I see, I see, I see Graham stories. You know, because it's not yeah. permanent, and I can put two yeah. and two together. I know what okay. you're doing when you're like setting up cameras and you got in camera rooms, and all of a sudden you got emojis of like Yoda with lightsabers. I know what you're telling me. I know <laughs> what you're telling me. I know what that what that means is filming in Los Angeles right now. Um, yeah. Right. Which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit here. Um, yeah. But in terms of like exclusive wars and all of that, I, it's the internet. It's Twitter. People just want clicks. People just want to be first. I, I, I don't, I, I haven't, this is the first I've heard of any of the stuff you just talked about or mentioned. That's um, what I figured. You've been off, you know, you've been, I've, you've I've, been kind of shut down from Star Wars, Twitter. I, intentionally, and all that. intentionally yeah. I, I've, I've steered away from, from Star yeah. Wars for, for personal reasons. Uh, right. Not because I don't like it. Um, right. But just for my own health, my own sanity, because I'm a sensitive person and the internet's right. mean. Um, you have a beautiful baby. I do yeah. have a beautiful baby. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but in terms of like the exclusives and stuff, I mean, listen, it's it's the eight. This has been going on since before. This has been going on since before the prequels. Like people are talking. This it's just now everybody's able to just kind of type it and put it out, and then people are to pick up on it and ping pong and ping ping. And next thing you know, it's on Star Wars Newsnet and wherever else. And everyone's making a YouTube show about it, trying to get the clicks for it. And at the end of the day, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But I'm telling you right yeah. now, Kumail, yeah. Kumail's my guy for Thrawn. Let me tell you, Kumail for Thrawn. Okay, all right. All right, he's, he's he's gotten all ripped and buff now. He's making career choices. That's right. That's that's the BSR exclusive right here at the old okay. the old the old days when we used to have Alex Damon on from uh, that, yeah. what's that thing he does where he explains everything. He's so Mister Know It All, fancy pants. <laughs> right, right. Take it to the bank. And when I say that, it's absolutely false, but it's true. Okay. I was gonna say so. Thrawn showing up in Obi Wan. That's your exclusive. <laughs> that's my exclusive. But that's the point. So, it's like people can just throw that stuff out there, right? And right. then all of so a sudden, you, it's like yeah. a feeding frenzy. And I was an asshole earlier this week and messaged John and said, hey, would your brain explode if uh, that's, Kumail? That, that's, that I said, how, how much would your brain explode if, if Kumail was announced as Thrawn? And, of course, I worded it because, like, listen, 
it's no secret. I've done a little slippy slip whenever I've heard something now and again to to John and stuff like that. And you know, I don't I don't have I don't have a lot of those 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 friends anymore or a lot of no. the, a lot of those little those people anymore. But I just did it like an ass. And I shouldn't yeah. have done it like that. And I should have just said, hey, I thought about this. What do you think? And instead, I proposed it to get his brain going and mess with him. Yeah. And it worked only because <laughs> I know <laughs> I know you don't care about like Thrawn. And like, that's not your like wheelhouse. Yeah. Because it's animated and it's books. Like, that's not right. your thing. Like I'm, 72 yeah. books. So to hear you tell me, oh, no, I was just kidding. I was just like thinking like who would make a good Thrawn. I'm like, Steve's not thinking about Thrawn. Like there's no way, there's no way he's thinking about Thrawn. So it it did get me like second guessing. So, but uh, it'll it'll this will appear on some website. We'll pick this up that you're reporting this uh, because of your just stellar track record. And then the it'll just be me posting gifts of the bees, not the bees. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean we will avoid certain hashtags uh, that have lived on for years uh, on the show. But uh, Lacey, what uh, what is your take? I know you're not a big fan of. Um, leaks in terms in terms of like stories and yes. characters and stuff like that mm -hmm. so but mm -hmm. when you clearly see two things completely contradicting themselves and they're both called exclusives does it just make you say like all right so that cancels all of it out where were you at i don't know what's worse the um <clears throat> the stories that say they're exclusives that you know aren't exclusives or people just tweeting things that they're like obi-wan gif eyeball 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 like the cryptic tweeting yeah i don't know what's worse but this being said like i think steve was onto something where he said that people are looking for clicks people want that attention people are going to drive that frenzy to get those views um and there's no repercussions if people are wrong like there's nothing no one's going to come back to them and be like you were wrong because nobody right, cares yeah. they move but on it's, but it's one thing for us to like kind of have the conversation of what if or i think it's this and have that conversation sure. right sure. because oh, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. when you use yeah. words like exclusive that, that means, means it's true well not only that usually i reserve exclusive for the hollywood reporter variety deadline like when you hear exclusive it's Entertainment means, Weekly, a, it yeah. means a publicist and the media you know machine behind said ip has now exclusively put it out there and it's confirmed and it, yeah. that's what an exclusive means exclusive is not i think this is this, this and then all of a sudden it's that it's that's not how it works i told right. john today that i think that some people have mistakenly uh lost the definition of exclusive like they're not sure it's what just the used so much now yeah. to the point where it's it's insane and uh, you know even when we've had reports in the past where it was just stuff that we learned and we put it on star wars news that i don't think we we ever used the word exclusive because you always said rumor i think report or something we would write, right. write like report and because we just feel uncomfortable using the word uh for whatever reason and maybe the reason mm -hmm. you're saying there steve i don't know but um yeah so this stuff is it's wild to me and there are certain things where it's like this is you know i got the the premise i'm reporting on the premise for the ahsoka series and it looks like ahsoka is going to be looking for thrawn and it's like oh is that because she asked the woman where thrawn was in mandalorian or <laughs> did you have an insider telling you this it, so it sometimes it makes me like and then people go wild they're like oh my god he he, he nailed it they nailed it they got it right and it's like they're just saying what everyone's under like my grandmother would probably be like oh Thrawn, yeah, they talked about Thrawn, yeah, got it. So it's just like, 
I don't like to get into it, but sometimes I just want to like it's been shake people and be just like shake, shake the shit out of them. Just stop, just stop. But anyway, anyway. All right, so we'll we'll let that ride for now. Uh, we'll see what happens with with those castings. I'm still hoping Taylor Gray gets to play Ezra. So me too. Um, we'll see what happens there. But um, let's move on to the Obi Wan Kenobi series set video which gave a very up-close look at the physical sets and the structures, sort of this whole street. Uh, it looked very Mos Eisley, clearly looks uh, kind of Tatooine to me. Not sure exactly where. Some people with more eagle eyes may have pointed out things that look very specific in terms of objects and stuff. Uh, but it was clearly an upset, uh, up-close video right there on set, which I believe is in downtown LA, maybe even the same lot where they filmed the Mandalorian exterior stuff. But Lacey, I'm going to toss it to you on this one uh, to kick things off here. Uh, you saw the video. You had told me recently that it's been taken down or made private. So from what mm -hmm. you remember about it, what can you uh, give your take on? Nothing like getting Star Wars news from TikTok. That's where we are in 2021, <laughs> watching TikTok <sighs> videos. Uh, what I got from this video was that it was probably some type of construction worker, someone working on the set and or vendor dropping stuff off and leaving. And on the way leaving, they're in the passenger seat and they're shooting video with their phone out the window. But yeah. yet they weren't completely out the window, which makes me think that they were hiding shooting it. Like they weren't out the window shooting stuff. Right. Um, I mean, it's... This is the kind of stuff that bothers me because it's like, this is why they don't want to shoot in the US because people can't have nice things because people mm. can't keep things private. Because I feel like we got leaks in the UK, but they were usually when they were outside things, like in certain locations or certain, I don't know. I'm just all against the leak stuff. Like just let stuff happen when it happens. Let things get presented by the creators when they want to give you that information. I don't mm -hmm. see the benefit of getting stuff like this besides, oh, that looks like Tatooine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get that. I, I'm, I, you're on one end, and uh, some people mm -hmm. on the other end where they're like, give it all to me, give it all sure, to me. And sure. you actually used to be, you used to be like, give me all the spoilers because you don't like the anxiety of, of I, finding out on the spot. Yes, yes. But you changed. I, you've changed. I've my opinion has changed because of the Mandalorian season two. I think as fans, we were robbed of a lot of character appearances and a lot of cool storylines that were leaked earlier. And I think Rise of Skywalker is another prime example of like that script leaked the whole summer before the movie oh, came that was out. Tough and it to just, dodge. Yeah. And it just kind of ruined the experience because then you don't yeah. get the surprise. And yeah, I hate right. being surprised, but at the same time, you you want to have that reveal. You want to have the baby Yoda moment. Like I will always look to that as like a prime example of like, that is fun. Luke Skywalker showing up. That was a blast that everyone yeah. experienced it at the same time. So yeah. I'm just kind of against that idea of like, especially after John Favreau gave that interview where he was like, I was terrified that Luke Skywalker was going to get out. Like no one should be creating things and feeling like that. Like this should be an awesome experience for everybody involved, including fans. And I don't know why people want to rob others of those experiences All this right. is a little different obviously it's like buildings it's like lacy calm down it's not it's just right i was gonna this say is this like is like step one of those things yeah. so it's not so, too bad it's cool i'm glad it's wor it being worked on steve did you get a chance to see this video as it floated around before it got uh no so you sent like the show notes for the show and and because again yeah. i have taken a huge <laughs> huge the last year all of us at bsr has taken a huge sort of step back from consuming 
the leaks, the all of that, the news, mm-hmm. what's going on, anything like that. We still talk about Star Wars on the show when it's like a major thing has been put out there. But in terms of, you know, the fan sites and the rumors and stuff, I'm 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 pretty unaware. So when I got the show notes this morning, the first thing I clicked on was that on your guys' site. And yeah. um, the video was was blocked. All there was was like a screen grab of a photo. And to me, I went, I kind of already assumed they were filming in Los Angeles um, and that they were just repurposing the sets down in Marina Del Rey that uh, they used for the Mando. And right. uh, that it, it just looked more like Moss Eisley to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Brown so, and Sandy. <laughs> yeah. So, so like. So- it's yeah it's clearly they're going to be on tatooine in obi-wan and it looks like they're using man the manhattan beach studio too for the volume stuff so it looks like they're doing some outside uh set building type of things as well as blending in using that that volume sort of thing but how, how are you let me check in with you on this like are you are you pumped about the kenobi series like where are you at yeah. with that are you excited yeah. to get that yeah well and that that was a big factor with taking the step back that we all we consciously did at bsr um as fans we are enjoying like it's no secret i mean cisco liked tr you know like the rise of skywalker and i know i believe you guys did as well and that's that's awesome alex and i on the other hand less less fans of that show and also i think uh in terms of uh star wars podcasting fandom twitter drama whatever i think we just have a little bit of ptsd from it and a little bit of the that's point fair and a little bit to the point whenever we were doing our show, especially in the last like year and a half of it, when it was just Star Wars only, I feel like we like a lot of this stuff that's like the movie part of it all, where it's like these set pieces or these rumors or this or that, or blah, blah. We ended up finding ourselves going on and on and on about fan discourse and to the point where just like we were not enjoying Star Wars anymore. It was it turned into something else that was not why we started our show. And so we needed to take a step back and plus we're into other things and we wanted to talk about other stuff. And right. so this break is really like I like I I'm having fun with Star Wars again. I had fun with Mando. I had fun with season 1 and season 2 of that. Um I'm having fun going back and like rewatching the movies and like right now like I'm obsessed with watching Rogue One. It's just my thing. So like I've I've yes, to answer your question, I am so pumped for Kenobi. I am pumped we got Ewan back. I am pumped that they're bringing back Joel Eckerton. I'm pumped they're bringing back yeah. Bonnie. I'm pumped like when I saw that casting announcement, I was like this is great. This is right. what I'm talking about. And like like you're going to do something, do it, do it right and I have nothing but faith in in Deborah Chow and the whole gang over there. And like, I feel like it, you know, listen, Star Wars on the big screen is where Star Wars will always be cream of the crop. That's where that'll be. However, what they've been doing on Disney Plus far it, it, my expectations, it's 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 past them beyond belief. Like I didn't think they've it been was exceeded. Possible. Yeah, I, I I didn't think it was possible. And while I don't think every episode is perfect, and while I have little issues with it, just like I do with the movies, I think finally past the, um, you know, make Solo 2 happen, past the Solo behind the scenes um, <laughs> drama. John, yeah. John, all of a sudden, ears perked up. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
past all of that behind the scenes. Yeah, you want to talk about pins? Yeah, but behind all the like that drama with Lord Miller and and all of that, and then into the yeah. stuff with, with with Rise of Skywalker or whatever there, and and all of the different behind the scenes stuff. I feel like they've got their footing again. I feel like it's that we've we're a year yeah, or long past Rise of Skywalker and all of that. And I feel like I mean I don't know. I'm off the internet for the most part. I don't engage with star wars much on the internet so like i don't know what's going on in the fandom i assume the crazies over here and the crazies over there and the chill moderate people over here all for the most part are having a good time with what they've watched on disney plus is that safe to assume am i wrong i would i would assume that's safe there's always issues like i was saying sure to you before we recorded there were people who had issues about the baby yoda with the eggs and that but those things are so they're 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 small um in they're in a vacuum of time and that stuff goes away after the buzz and after you know we need to uh you know attack john favreau for daring to do this and then uh that episode is still exists and a year from now when people watch that episode there's not going to be that vitriol it's, it's it's always these tight little windows of time where these things happen and if you can just yeah. hang on to your mast and weather that storm like it's <laughs> it's it's good like it's going to be good you know but, but, but for the most part everybody for the most part am i wrong am i wrong in saying it that, seems like, mando it seems has been, that everyone's yeah. sort of on board yeah so everybody I, likes mando yeah so yeah. I think in the case of Obi, I think I think we're good. And then like and and to further into the whole um spoiler or ruining it or getting the pictures or the this, the that that's been going on since they were calling Jedi Blue Harvest, and that's always gonna be around. And it's yeah. one of those things yeah. where it's like Cisco and Alex, they've never really paid attention to it. And right. I was all, right. I was always the one on our show wanting to talk about it, and they were always the ones that were like, "I don't care, I don't find it interesting." Like it wasn't <laughs> that like they were upset about it to them; they just don't think it's interesting. And to me, being like a behind the scenes guy and the this and the that, like I was the guy downloading the Scream Two script when it leaked, when it was still Mickey and the I remember you know, when it when it wasn't Mickey. I love behind the scenes. I just don't boyfriend. like when things compensate the story in the way that it takes sure. away how you're supposed to experience it for sure like yeah and that's the thing it's like i grew up in a household where my mom read the last page of a book right and some people are like that is nuts and i guess no, i I've have heard that same, people do that yeah right but i have that same thing with movies and stuff where to me it's like i was raised on dark horizons and ain't it cool news and all of these like <laughs> original movie websites with like people talking and leaks and i heard this and i heard that that like i i was brought up in that culture as a young teenager first on the internet so to me like i've always loved that stuff but me too some people don't you know it's just like uh, it's i hit thing. i hit you and i are the same age and i hit all the forums for the scream 2 images right. and all that stuff yeah and they would download like this that 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 yeah processing you know yeah. mom don't pick up the phone i'm on aol like yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's it's come a long way and i i'm sort of in the middle like i i feel like sometimes lucasfilm's so secretive that i don't mind if people can get a legit scoop on a future show and let me know that there's a future show coming about blank or you know i don't mind seeing a set piece of tatooine because i'm like it's obi-wan i know he's gonna be on tatooine if I get, right. I'm gonna stare at it. I'm gonna watch it 40 times. It, it, it doesn't. It's not gonna spoil the story for me. When it gets to like people, which I haven't seen in a very long time, and that there could be reasons for that. I won't get into that any further. But uh, in terms of like real narrative stuff coming out about these 
shows. Like Mando was pretty lock and key for the most part, aside from like, hey, Ahsoka's going to be in it. And that came from like a major trade. But it wasn't like, you know, Mandalorian's going to take his helmet off and see in episode five with Bill Burr. And like, right. it wasn't like those detailed things. So well, Paul it's been said, okay. Paul said, who plays Carson Teva, he said he would only get like the page of his lines. Like yeah. he wouldn't get the full story. And On then like he said, paper, yeah. Right. And he had said to us that he would get the one page with his lines and then no kind of background. And he'd kind of have to like ask questions as he went because there was no understanding of what the story that episode was. Or when that's, it took place in the season. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that is, that is where we've been for the last, I would say at least 10 years, maybe 15 years. It's crazy. Big budget, especially with, since, since Marvel, that is, mm -hmm. that is where we're at. Like even big top stars don't get the full, the full scripts anymore. Then you have John Boyega leaving his script in a hotel, <laughs> which is bananas to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is crazy because like I used to be when I was like 18, I used to come down from the Bay Area to Los Angeles um, being an actor. And I would be like I was on like a uh, there was a show on the WB called Popular. And I oh, my a, God, I, spent, I loved that show. I spent a whole summer essentially being like a featured extra on that show. Oh and like so I can good. remember being in the bathrooms and like actors would just leave their crumpled up. They're called sides. They're little tiny pages with the thing. They leave them all crumpled up and, when, and in the bathroom. And I'd be like, give me those, give me those, give me those, give me those. You know what I mean? And it's just like nowadays, it's like you could, your career's ruined if you do that. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And, like, and when I worked on Jungle Book for, for Favaro, like there'd be nights where it was like, yeah, babe, I'll be home by, you know, it takes me an hour commute. I'll be home by eight o'clock on a Friday night. And it's seven o'clock as I'm about to leave. It was new script came in. And so I had to go and I had to print colored with like their names on it on red paper. So it can't be copied. And I, for the entire like cast crew producers, ever, and then we had to go deliver them all around town. That was my job oh, at wow. WWE was delivering scripts like the night of a show. Sorry guys, WWE is fake. Uh, I would print out scripts like not, I think there was one show. It was literally 10 minutes before they were about to air. And I'm in the trailer printing them out. And then I'm running to each thing, like the gorilla pit, which is behind where the ramp is. I had to run to Vince's office, throw one to him, like running around the stadium to get it to them in 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm surprised wrestling scripts don't leak more now that I think about it. But whatever. I didn't even know there were scripts for that. That's crazy. It's, it was w stressful. WWE apparently to the word is scripted now. Those guys don't get to do their cocaine laced promos. They they have to like some of them do. Some of them do. I, it will from, say in the script like it will have some points for them, and then it will be like okay. I'm here's sure. Where you uh, yeah, I'm sure. Get, like but... Stone Cold and The Rock get to do their things, but like some of the mid guys are like, no, you say exactly what Vince McMahon wants you to say, and that's the end. Of it. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. um, all right. So uh, speaking of Obi-Wan, you know, there is a new sort of hint via the new book by Kristen Baver, uh, Skywalker Family at War. And in it, it says that Qui-Gon was able to finally learn how to become a force spirit and connect with Obi-Wan, kind of like how Yoda said this would happen at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I have training for you. Uh, someone, an old friend has connected with us from the beyond and, and Obi-Wan said, Qui-Gon. So it says in this book, 10 years uh, since the events of Revenge of the Sith, he was able to finally achieve this. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series takes place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. So this is, this is putting Qui-Gon right here and it's saying this is the first time they connected. So 
to me, it's pretty clear that they are painting this picture that this in this series, we're going to see the first time Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan meet via Qui-Gon since his death, since Qui-Gon's death. Um, and this, you know, this is, again, one of those things where every fan is assuming that Liam Neeson is going to be in this show. It hasn't been confirmed or anything like that. Uh, so you can't even say worst kept secret because nothing exclusive, exclusive, <laughs> nothing substantial has come out about it, but it would almost be stupid for him not to appear in it, especially if you look at the movies he's been making lately. I mean, mm-hmm. so Steve, uh, I know you're saying you're saying you're pumped about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do you think it's a, in, in your words, a take it to the bank that Liam Neeson will be back and doing his force ghost thing as Qui-Gon in this? I, I... I don't know if it's a take it to the bank. First of all, I have to tell you, those movies he's doing, he's getting paid a nice, handsome dollar for. Let me tell I, you. Understand. I understand. He's on a train the, again. No, yeah, but guys, guys, <laughs> the international distribution and sales worldwide on those movies, like that's why he's able to do those, and, and that's why he does them. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I, I don't know if it's a take it to the bank. I'm certainly not against it. Listen. It's no secret. The prequels are not my, like, I don't hate the prequels. I don't bash the prequels. Um, when we first started doing BSR and we started interviewing a lot of fans that were younger than us and stuff, I was, my mind was blown away when we would do our questionnaire and we was, you know, one of the questions was always, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? And like people out of the gate were like, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. And there were right. several interviews there where I'm sure if I went back and rewatched, I'd have this face of like, really? Like, <laughs> Because I, I'm John, you and I are of a different generation, right? Where like yeah. we were pumped for him, and then we kind of were like, oh, well, we, we liked him. Like, there's. I'm the same. There you I'm go. the same. Yeah. I went to the movie you theater know? with my dad at Phantom Menace, walked out, and was like, where's Luke Skywalker? Like, I was <laughs> literally like confused. Uh, <laughs> but my point yeah. is, is there's no denying that Ewan McGregor is phenomenal in those movies yes. there's no oh, absolutely. denying absolutely that like liam neeson is fantastic there's no denying natalie portman is fantastic so like yeah it makes sense like if if you if you can if he's available if he's in la whatever like sure i'm all for it and if you can't fit him in that's fine too i don't know is it possible yes odds i don't know if are you a, are you a because we talked about the Ghostbusters thing before we got on air. The new yeah. the Ghostbusters with the Stay Puft, and you got the Stay Puft thing behind you. You're a Ghostbusters yeah. fan. You seem to be a nostalgia guy. Uh, you think? I'm a 39 so, year old man with all this stuff behind me. With with, a, with an Ecto one, <laughs> I think. Don't you have who, like an Ecto one? Who, who let me? Who let me have a daughter? That's insane. Uh, <laughs> right, but right. what's the question? I guess my question is, even though you're not the biggest prequel fan. Um, wouldn't it still tickle some sort of sense of nostalgia with you to see Liam Neeson back as Qui-Gon 22 years later? It would be awesome. Yeah. It would be, right? it, it would be fantastic. It would be awesome. Um, listen, I think we were having, when we were having this discussion about the, the, the latest little Paul Rudd Stay Puft mini guys video. It's one of those things where it's all in execution. It's all in how they do it. It's always mm-hmm. about that. It's it's you can have the greatest idea in the world, but if you don't execute it properly, like it, Yoda in the Last Jedi, that could have been a disaster. That could have been an absolute disaster. But it has yeah. to do with all. It all has to do with your execution, and also, quite frankly, being able to know when enough is enough. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 know when to trim it and know when to cut it and no i agree so with that many, there's so many variables and, and i guess my point is is like if you're gonna do it take the time to really do it and do it right otherwise don't just do it because like we were talking about with the state puff thing i'm we all everyone's saying oh i'm sure there's an executive that went baby yoda is really hot right now so give us our baby yoda moment in ghostbusters right and it's like they're already I'm making sure. toys yeah they already I'm have the full sure. set. i know i yeah. saw those and i went that's funny i, I that makes sense to me but at the same time mm -hmm. it's like that commercial was executed properly. It wasn't yeah. just a blatant like, oh, we know you guys like this. So here's this small, cute thing and throw it away. It's like <laughs> they took the time to develop it. And so like with Qui-Gon, like, he's, he, he's not baby Yoda. But like if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this real quick about the Ghostbusters thing. Then I want, I want to bring Lacey. In Are you going to give me credit I, for what I noticed? So I, I'm, I'm going to before I go to you, I'm going to bring that up. But the first thing I want to bring up to Steve in terms of the Ghostbusters thing is like, J like Jason Reitman is, I don't know if it's like an homage to his dad or what, or if it, it kind of is just inherent inherited in how he shoots his stuff. The music is the same as Ghostbusters one, the eerie mm -hmm. library music. And then that side pan shot, slow zoom thing is so Ghostbusters. Like I was like, Oh my God, even I, who not, I'm not a director felt the right. Ghostbusters like shooting style in this little promo thing. So I am a little excited about that. And you're right. Like do this nostalgia, but do it right. But also I'll add one thing to that. Don't paint the old stuff with the rose colored glasses. Like it's up here and untouchable right. because right. Ghostbusters has some really dumb stuff in it. And like oh, yeah. I brought up, <laughs> like people were complaining about the state puff thing. I'm like the Ghostbusters animated the statue of Liberty with mood slime, Jackie Wilson music and a Nintendo joystick and walked it into Manhattan. And that's all you need to know about a canon Ghostbusters movie. So, yeah, uh, yeah, people, like you say, need to just sit back, relax, maybe take a supplement and enjoy themselves. Um, so, Lacey, you did point something out about the Ghostbusters thing. Just so, And I was like, wow, that was a good catch because it's a nod to something else. It has not been confirmed by Jason Reitman. But what was it? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to confirm it. I think it is. But who knows? Um, I was looking at the little mini puffs puffed i guess they say puff but it has a t at the end anyway Puffs. but they're all doing little things and i noticed the one in the flames does the terminator thumbs up as it melts into the grill <laughs> and i swear it's go watch it i watched it like 50 times before i tweeted it i'm convinced too and That's john didn't fine. think i noticed he was like where'd you see this where'd you get this I... from i was like myself hot fact no, I... hot yeah. fact alex yeah. Backus cries every time at that scene in, in oh, no. I do. It's it is a, it's emotional. It isn't very emotional. I'm not gonna lie. There are certain spots in movies that I cry all the time. That's not necessarily one of them, but that one it does it does get you. It does get you. But um, all right. So Lacey, in terms of that, like th this is a good segue because it is very fan servicey. Because not only are you fan serving Ghostbusters, you're fan servicing Terminator in Ghostbusters. I which think is like that a we're gonna get whammy. a lot of that. Yeah, we're gonna get a lot of because. You have to look at Baby Yoda. And then the other thing that I see a lot from studios is how can we do 80s like Stranger Things? And they're throwing the 80s into everything, yeah. like little 80s yeah. call outs. And I know Terminator's obviously 90s, but just like these T2 retro. 90s, yeah, right. Like, how um, can we make this feel nostalgic outside of just like cuteness? So 
I, I and I agree with you, but you know we've been talking yeah. about it for a while on the podcast that we f- we fully expect Liam Neeson is going to be back. Yes, he, yep. he's been he's been coy about it. He he just recently in an interview held up he still has his lightsaber <laughs> like Billy the Big Mouth ass on his wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that odd this, though? Sam Jackson like brings his everywhere. <laughs> I, Sam Jackson true. is still he's still politicking to come back somehow as he's like i didn't die yeah yeah he's like you didn't see me die mfers you didn't see it but uh (laughs) so Lacey, yeah this this book excerpt here has the timelines lined up i don't think any more proof is needed but is this I think one of those it sets it up perfectly. Like yeah, you literally put 10 years and then they they're like, it takes 10 years after revenge that you're like, okay, 10 so and 10, got it. Does this fortify anything more for you? Or were you always feeling like he's going to be there? Where are you at with this? I've always thought he was going to show up from the moment they announced this show. I don't think you could have the show without him because I think they set up what's going to happen in the show at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where Yoda's telling Obi-Wan, like, oh, he's figured out how to come back and and talk to us and all this stuff. So it just makes sense that you would have this happen in the series, because then in A New Hope, he explains, you know, he basically sacrifices himself to then talk to Luke and be a part of the Force and teach Vader a lesson. That couldn't happen without the explanation of this stuff. Now, right. you could have had it without it if there were no prequels, but because the prequels set it up, you have to have that explanation. And I think it would just, fans would love it. It would be like the Luke Skywalker moment in The Mandalorian if he walked up. I agree. Forgive me, because I, yeah. you, know, you mentioned it earlier, I don't watch the animated the animated shows, really. I've tried many times. Um, but <laughs> I watched them a long time ago. But I think I read in the article for this that you guys had up, they touch upon it a little bit in clone wars though right yeah so like basically cool. it's 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 that he could learn he, he didn't quite master it yet in terms of the physical presence but in terms of the tele i don't know the telepathic or whatever the the voices right he was able to speak and, and communicate with yoda via his voice um anakin hears or sees him on uh at mortis which is still one of those weird dimensional things but yeah he he's starting to figure it out but he hasn't fully done it yet and it looks like so, they're using this moment as when he finally is able to i know that they've they've mentioned that this is probably just a one-off thing right they keep calling it a limited series or whatever i don't know i i it's it's something i'd never even thought of before i didn't know i needed explained um but i think that's a really cool thing to be like i don't know if it would be storyline a or not of this but i think that in terms of canonically kind of connective tissue stuff kind of being the explanation behind you know him realizing how to do that and then going into right. the future films i think that's kind of cool i'm into it and uh yeah you know, listen i'm just excited i'm excited to see ewan and the game i and cried all that stuff. when they finally announced it because john did the report about it like months earlier and then they right. finally announced it at d23 and i straight up was crying i was so because he was so happy ewan was so happy to be back it- they could have done. They could have put way more theater behind that announcement, though. Well, in my opinion, I think I think you have to understand, and I know that, like you know, John, you've messaged me in the past, going, "You got, you heard anything? You heard anything around town?" Because like we talked, we used to talk about it on the show all the time. Like it's no, it's not rare to walk into Starbucks or somewhere here and overhear people and being able to put two and two together when you're a fan, right? And that's the other right. thing about you got to do the bo- the bow finger with the menu and the microphone. It, that's exactly it, right? And like, mine head, <laughs> you mine head, um. <laughs> who's your guy um 
you read my scripts? No, I'm um, sorry. Uh, I can do a pod on that anyways. Um, the point I'm trying to make is, and this even goes back to the earlier thing about like set leaks and things like that is like, as more and more of us that are becoming like 38 to 40 year olds that grew up on the internet being fans of this stuff and then actually getting to work with it, work within it, the more that people are, you know, willing to slip things to people and stuff like that. And the other thing is, it's like, I mean, even, I feel like even when we were doing our show as Star Wars only, I was hearing things about like, this was a long road. There were so many times that this was supposed to be, he going. was at solo <laughs> and that's the whole thing is that yeah. was supposed to be announced and it's the whole thing of just deals and schedules and availabilities and just all of there's so many things that go into making these things happen that i don't think most people in fandom take into account and i understand why because it's pretty boring stuff but <laughs> like to think that he has been like okay we're about to okay no oh i just grew my okay i guess i'll go do a motorcycle show again for apple like (laughs) you know what i mean it's it's one of those things where it's the thing is and this is the thing that makes me excited is that he listen i don't know his financial situation but it he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would just do this to do this for a paycheck i could be wrong he's been campaigning you know I, i i could be wrong but like the fact that ewan has stayed committed this whole time that shows he believes in what he's doing. So I'm all for yeah. it. Now, granted, some people didn't like it. I thought he did a good job in the Birds of Prey movie. I didn't mind it. So, like, he also did that. A lot of people didn't like that. But, you know. I think he's do? great in everything he does. He can do exactly. He and that's my point is, like, he, yeah, no matter I mean, what he's in, he gives 110%. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does with it. I think it'll be a yeah. really great opportunity for him to, because that's the other thing is so many of them unless they go to celebration and whatnot, they never got the, the, their due for what they the did prequels, in the prequels, yeah. in my opinion. And so for him and Hayden to be able to come back and possibly have, you know, Liam come back too. I think that's pretty amazing that like all these years later, like the love is there. And I think events like celebration with them showing up showed them that like, Oh wow. Like there really is. You know, think, and that's the other thing is like I watched the motorcycle show, and it's one of those things where it's like people recognize him. Kids recognize him as Obi Wan Kenobi. Right, that's so true. Yeah, I think, there's, yeah I, think kids. I think there's something to be said for that, and so we should be excited. And yeah, kids like you—you you said it before, Steve. Kids who were five when the Phantom Menace came out are the 25-year-old kids podcasting now who are. Yeah. That's why the prequels are like winning polls over like favorite trilogies because. <laughs> old people aren't voting in Twitter polls, but exactly it's, it it is this revolution. And it's also the fact that he, in many interviews has said, he really just like chomping at the bit about like this volume and like being able to like act in front of actual realized environments. And he's very intrigued about that element of it. And he, he seems to be really enamored with Deborah Chow and his discussions with her and, you know, they, they said there's been writing changes and a bunch of new writers put, brought in that sort of thing. But he seemed pretty chill about it the whole time. And it seemed like it's not it wasn't a situation where he was ever going to back out or because this show like let's, people who are like, you know, breaking news, you McGregor is going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again. It's like if they're making the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, he's the only person playing. So, I mean, mm-hmm, I don't know right. why the, like they're not bringing right. in, you know, uh, Eric Stoltz to play <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. And so, then we're going to replace him. 
again. They're going to replace him. <laughs> yeah. Bringing bring back Michael J. Fox to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, well, and that's the thing, right? Is is the reason you're seeing our, the Rosario Dawson's come into like these Marvel shows and Star Wars shows, and you're seeing like, you're seeing the talent that are coming on to these shows. Well, Kumail they, is uh, Thrawn. You're Kumail, yeah, well, Thrawn or, you know, whatever. But my point is, is like you're starting to see more and more, and you have been taking into account the fact that like, it's one thing back in the day when people would look back on television movie stars and go, I don't want to do, why, why would I want to get stuck doing television and I have to do these network shows and be on them for God knows how many seasons for 28 episodes a year. Like that's my whole year. My schedule's not open to do other things. And when they can come and they can bang out eight or 10 episodes for a Disney plus show for a season, maybe two, maybe three, and it's 10 episodes, eight episodes, whatever, like that's less of a commitment and they're showing that they're quality. So I, I know I'm yeah, not saying absolutely. a thousand times before, but I think that um, I, I, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. I'm excited for all these things. I think they're not, you know, it's not like the old days of, if they were to do a TV show anymore and Eric stole Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> right. Um, no, I agree. I mean, there, there were certainly a couple of the fight scenes. I'll, I'll say this. I think Mandalorian has been better than the Marvel series in terms of effects and that sort of thing. I think I saw, I think the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they were fighting on top of a train or trucks. I think they were fighting on top of trucks. And it felt like I was watching an old episode of MacGyver or something. Like it it it's, felt if it, it felt TV to me. It it's felt whole, TV. it's I I I'm actually I didn't expect to like Winter Soldier, but I, I texted the boys. I said, it's like they took a Hawaii Five O show on CBS and instead we got Marvel characters on a Marvel budget. <laughs> hey, that works. Yeah. Please don't um, attack right. the internet. Steve, in, in terms of uh, well, Lacey, I'll, I'll I'll throw this to you. The mm-hmm. old stuff, speaking of plus, they've popped all this old stuff on there, including the original Clone Wars stuff. Uh, I'm gonna focus that on Steve, of course. But like the cartoon from the holiday special, the Faithful Wookiee. Did you go back and watch any of this old stuff that has popped up on there yet? I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched it yet. I have plans to, but uh, okay. I've actually been watching Winter Soldier instead. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I've been in, I've been really loving the Marvel stuff from WandaVision to now Winter Soldier. I can't wait to see what they do with Loki. I'm so excited for that show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, you have so many t- hours in the day. It's like breaking it up between podcasting and this and this. You pick and choose, and I'm choosing the more high-budget stuff. I, I'm and with Criminal you. I Minds. I've been watching Criminal Minds. I haven't delved in yet because mostly most of the time my TV is on whatever my son wants to watch, whether it's a word party or, you know, whatever. But again. he sometimes we do the yeah, he's big into Moana's his latest Pixar favorite right now. Oh, that's good. Moana's like great. The You're welcome song. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I the only thing I did watch was the Faithful Wookiee, which I guess is the animated Boba Fett cartoon that they pulled out of the holiday special. And it's it's it's. I mean, it's not good, but it's <laughs> it's history, I guess. Uh, I'm, I doubt I'm going to watch the original Clone Wars stuff. The Ewoks animated series, I may watch to see if it's similar to like triggers the He-Man fan of me as a kid based on that animation style or the gummy bears or whatever. But the other thing that I'm afraid to watch, which I'm going to let Steve chime in on this because you guys had a bit where you wanted to do some sort of commentary on these movies, the Ewok movies, I guess they're going to be on there. I haven't watched those since I was like five, man. So are you talking about Caravan of Courage? I watched it recently. It was 
bad. Okay, so Steve, the only Steve, good person in it is Warwick Davis. Everything else is really weird. They have this like B team Luke Skywalker character, like well, yeah, the, the principal parents, from the, the, the par- from Breakfast Club. Yeah, the parents have like weird, like over the top '80s hair. Like they didn't go space; they went '80s, and yeah. you're just like, I don't. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah, so Steve, have you watched these at all? Well, we were rightfully turned down for Star Wars Celebration uh, <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> we were right because we we it wasn't just the podcast stuff. We we submitted a ton of crazy creative for other stuff we were asked to, and uh, we were rightfully turned down, but we had pitched <laughs> doing in line for I think the, I don't know, it was whatever one of the lines where people would have to like stand up overnight kind of a thing. We had pitched doing a 24 hour basically live stream where we had a little tiny set in the middle of the, the line. Oh, in the Q hall? The Q <laughs> hall that looked like, like, um, like little mini Ewok village kind of thing with like a little mini fake fire and whatnot. And we would do That's a, hilarious. on the big screen in the queue hall they would play uh the ewok movies and we would have guests come and sit in and do like interruptions and things and they would play it over the loudspeakers uh they rightfully just turned that down they turned Um, you down for elliot to dj in the middle of the night which he got a lot of hate for which he was like why'd you have me come at 2 a.m to dj (laughs) listen we were gonna do it for free and build the set and do everything but you know (laughs) i get it i get it we're not everybody's cup of tea um it's been a long time since i've seen them um god do i have love for wilford brimley and the old days of life goes on and that show and uh, oh there you go and quirky and all of them but uh no i've not i've not watched them yet my wife went to go i i had to come do a pod um and my wife went to go um push play to put it on for our kid and i went don't you put that on while i'm leaving oh. <laughs> I, said, you don't the, I said i i was like don't put i was like you put coco on don't rob time. me of that experience put, put, put right. super put super simple songs on again like no there you go there like, you go put on katie's classroom what are you doing i know all these <laughs> what yeah. are you doing so um yeah. i haven't had a chance to check them out but i did like go and look at the menu and i really enjoyed the menu and the layout and the design with the vintage um, does look cool. Yeah. The vintage thing, and you know, it brings me way back because we had Paul Dini on, who was I don't know if he's a show or not, but he was one of the main writers and guys on Droids and Ewoks. Right. Um, and we had Paul Dini on very early on in our show. If you haven't checked that interview out, where he talks all about that experience. Oh, um, nice. All right. And uh, you know, I'm I, I dig it. I'm stoked that they did it. Like I think it's great that they. For me, it's always been a thing of like embrace the weird parts of Star Wars. Sure, right. Like, and you they, have it. Like, what's there's no cost there, right? And it. I feel like for so long it just felt like I don't know if it was George's thing or what. It just felt like kind of eh. I don't want to <laughs> acknowledge that. <laughs> right. It's like, come on. Hey, there's a few things he doesn't like acknowledging. The one of them is Yaddle. Another one is Mar Jade. He, that, and uh, another one is the holiday special. But um all right real quick here uh video games uh i don't know I, Lacey. i know you're a video game player you you've you have battlefront you've played that online and the story mode um were you eyeing the lego uh skywalker saga game are you into the lego star wars games i have played them before but i don't own any i think i rented one once and they were fun okay. i mean they're for little kids to play which is fine <laughs> yeah. um 
Or but me, because I can actually one, play it. Yeah. This one seemed interesting to me because they said it was like over a 300 playable character. So I was kind of excited to see like what stories you could get into. Um, so I understand it got delayed, which, you know, what happens. We're in a crazy time. So delays happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Star Wars Republic Commando now available on Switch. Steve, are you uh, still into Star Wars gaming? Or are you, are you play Star Wars video games? I'm not a video game guy. That's the thing they always made fun of me on the show. Um, oh, okay. I don't have a, a Switch. Not a big so. guy. Like, I bought Alex, a PS4. Alex and Cisco? Uh, Alex and Cisco are big time. I have a Switch. Uh, I saw this in the news. I was like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. But it, honestly, it would be a waste of money because I'd play it for five minutes and put it down. Um, unless it's <laughs> like to- Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Sega Genesis <laughs> and early like Star Wars Nintendo. Like, ooh, too many buttons. Mario Kart, yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart, exactly. I'm with you on that, buddy. All right, Uh, Lacey, now I'm going to send it to you so that we can do the Patreon Padres. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon Padres. This is the part of the show where we let our generals be a part of the show. I said that weird, but it happened. Uh, There's lots of ways you can support us. You can like, comment, subscribe here on YouTube. You can follow us on all the different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which we really like. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. So as I said, this is their chance, the generals, to be a part of the show. Um, Wait, I'm skipping a whole big part here. If you want more than that, you can follow us on patreon.com slash broadcast starting at two dollars a month which is the whole point of this segment but there i am all right so you go up in tiers you get more access and if you're at the top you get to be a part of the show this is that how many times i'm gonna say part of the show all right so thank you to our generals we have carmelo andrew staley jeremy myers neil shaw david probus john reese mike harrison jetta rosewater michael gaines beer fat bethany Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. It means so much Thank you. and being a part of the show. So this week we have a rotation slot. It is our general Jeff Connery with his debut. Welcome, Jeff. We're excited to have right. you. And his question was, if you could take any scene in Star Wars and make it into a ride, which one would you pick and why? Take it away, Jeff. Hey, fellow Star Wars fans. Jeff here. This was kind of a tough question for me because I'm not really much of a theme park guy. But I watched Solo the other day, and I was thinking, hey, why not make a roller coaster out of the train hijacking scene? You could even have doubled cars where some people sat on top and some people hung down from underneath. Well, that's what I came up with. Take care, guys, and let's make Solo 2 happen. Well done, Jeff. Awesome job. Love your shirt. John, what did you think? I actually love this answer because I believe I gave this answer a couple episodes ago. So Jeff and I are on the same page. You you may have incepted Jeff. That's possible that that happened. But I love that he's wearing the Make Solo 2 Happen shirt. I love that he supports that. I think that'd be a heck of a fun ride. Uh, A rotating cyclone sort of. That's all Jeff. That was a great idea. I, I, I like that answer. My pick would have been from Solo, too. I, I think it would have been uh, a Kessel Run. I know they have the Millennium Falcon ride, but mm. less of a simulator, more of a roller coaster, Kessel Run type of ride I thought would be cool, but I like his pick, too. That is That scene is primed to be a theme park ride if they wanted to do it. But uh, Steve, do you so have a, a ride you'd pitch? Guys, guys, come on. 
speeder bikes <laughs> endor what are you talking about that would be really cool what now are you, are you saying speed are you saying like simulator like the star tours or, or are you like, actually on a track going through I things think, i think it's a combination i think it's a combination oh. of both i think mm. it's um i don't know if you guys remember like et the ride back at universal uh, back in the yeah. day where oh, yeah. you yeah. get on the bm you get on the bmx bike right but yeah. if you take if you take that with the big sort of screen technology that they do like not like any different than what they do because they, they kind of took it from theme parks to begin with for mandalorian in the way that they shoot that stuff is well avatar is an avatar exactly and i think that if you could do it where you have like you know speeder bikes speeding through with the screens and stuff i think there's a way to make it really cool and have wind and smell and all of that kind of like they do soaring over uh california or soaring over the world i think at at disney world or whatever like and have scents and things like that like the pine tree smell and you know wookie fart or you know (laughs) there's some ewok dung being flinged at you i don't know but you know and also give you the feel of like a warm heat blaster blasting through by your face I think Isn't that a fart? Cool. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what you were just like? <laughs> we have two shooting? episodes. <laughs> we have two episodes in a row now where we're talking about farts on this podcast. Hey guys, it's the BSR way. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you brought yeah. back I got I got a fart. book. I got two books in my bathroom. Everybody poops, everybody farts, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your answer. Thanks for Thanks, supporting Jeff. to happen. I love your ride idea. So if Disney's listening, do yeah. it. Uh, now we're going to head to John. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have about 10 or so minutes left. So Steve, I'm just curious for our fans who thought you disappeared, uh, uh, out of the, the, exile the, into hiding, you, like, Obi-Wan. Let, let, let them you know what's only, going. only, only 10 minutes. 10 uh, minutes? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, um, um, no, yeah. So you guys are still doing the show, but you're talking about, Everything We're, else you like, pop culture, so uh, merch, show, shoes, uh, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, we did not go into exile. We, like I explained earlier, we just, <laughs> we took a break. Like, here's the weird thing. We, we had been hinting at leading up to, uh, before the pandemic and everything, we had been leading up and hinting at and teasing sort of a rebrand of Black Series Rebels into sort of just BSR, right? We, we're still Black Series Rebels, but we were, we're, we were rebranding into BSR, and it was going to be, and it is now called a show about the shit we love. And um, basically, all of us come from so many different backgrounds, and we're into so many different things from, you know, sneaker culture and streetwear, and which is also part of our DNA with our brand and our, sure. our merchandise right it like we stole basically models and release models from the hype model from like the hundreds and undefeated and all these other streetwear companies and stuff and, and um we wanted to share that with so many other people and i know that that's not for everybody and that's cool but we just we wanted to to talk about other stuff we talk about movies we have a, a midnight movie club show that we do that's very similar to your other pod john um or like uh basically where we'll have a guest on and we'll watch a classic movie and we'll talk about it and you know alex will talk about his opinion of it from more of like a storytelling point of view i will usually talk about it in sort of a filmmaking behind the scenes sort of history side of it all and cisco kind of straddles both but also comes from just a fan perspective um and so we do we do the midnight movie clubs and we've we've branched out our pins from not just being you know um 
inspired by a galaxy far, far away, but now inspired by so many other different things and other IPs and stuff. And we got a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a drop here in April finally. Um, but we were set to do a whole rebrand of all this stuff. And, and we had, you know, we, we went off to do some creative stuff after we did our last episode of the star Wars show. And literally we, we produced some commercials and stuff for the video game PUBG and my husband right, always yeah. is playing that game he's playing really? it right now i don't All know how i i don't know how i just made commercials for it i i tried for two <laughs> seconds and i All watched i watched Don't guys stop. who play video games for a living basically drop into this world and be blasted by some kid in north korea um, <laughs> he's always playing koreans uh yeah. people from croatia yes. russia <laughs> yeah right so but he's like we, we beat the ukraine tonight and i'm like all right i don't, don't know yeah. what it means but we 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 because of our podcast and whatnot and where we do it we got opportunities to do some other stuff that also flexes what we do in our real life and that was sort of the reason we started doing our podcast and, and our our show to begin with was to use our day job skills on things that we're into so we were ready to rebrand we paid for graphics all this stuff we had saved up money we were gonna about to build a new set and as soon as we wrapped on the commercial we were set to go tear down the, the set and build a new one and pandemic happened yeah and so then it was a scramble of what do we do and so we basically went well i immediately went online and did a bunch of research and talked with our good friend ken knapsack and a bunch of other people mm -hmm. and got us on like Streamyard, and i got us mics and i got them all sent off to everyone and we decided to basically do the show very similar like this but because alex and i are such like live in-person entertaining it's a different like chemistry. that's it's, our, it's yeah. our thing it's our thing and so it just we were lost and we we the we did a quarantine sessions thing that just these episodes some people like them but they went on forever and ever anyways we now are audio only we lost the video component and we really got back on staying on task and we do we drop two shows a week now that are about 45 minutes to an hour long we've been on our little spring break for the last month we're coming back uh we'll start recording next week um but it's fun, man. We we still talk about Star Wars. We just did right before spring break. We did a we had um legendary hip hop artist Mers <clears throat> hit us up out of nowhere and was like, I want to come talk Star Wars on your show. And we were like, Oh, about Last Jedi, right? We well, not just about that, but just about everything. And we were yeah. just kind of like, I mean, he's legendary, like mm -hmm. hip hop artist, especially in California. And we were like, first of all, how do you know us? Second of all, why on earth do you want to come on our show? <laughs> and awesome, third man. of all, like shit, we don't <laughs> talk about Star Wars anymore, but Murs calls us up we're going to talk about star wars and we yeah. had a fantastic interview and listen he's got some points of view that maybe i don't agree with or others don't but like he's a fan and yeah. like he loves cool. star wars and so and it was fun to get to talk star wars again with him and that's the thing is we've had you know jordan peele's producing partner win rosenfield on he wanted to do a minion movie club about gremlin so we were like okay let's do that we've had comedian Matt viola we've had all of these people that just sort of talking about other stuff and having a really good time and hopefully introducing our original fan base to some of this stuff and also in introducing new fans to the star wars stuff and we were having a lot of fun and you know come check us out yeah yeah you guys have always been a good time and it's funny we were always <clears throat> like sister shows right uh because we came out around the same time at least well when we we rebranded the resistance right. podcast you guys started your new uh show and you had like four episodes in alex came on and we sort of had this sort of uh brethren sort of thing and then you guys rebranded off and it broke our hearts uh 
but no, it's uh, all jokes aside. It's good to see you guys are still doing um, your show and, and talking about other things. Because in my experience, doing my other podcast, it's like a palate cleanser for me. Because then when I come back to talk Star Wars, it feels fresh still and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, for, for anyone who uh, likes what we do here and likes having a good time and likes other nerd-based stuff and pop culture-based stuff, definitely go subscribe to Alex steve and cisco black if you ever talk about mrs doubtfire yo it's coming i love mrs doubtfire i just i just added sister act to the list don't know when we're gonna do it we're gonna do sister act i love mrs doubtfire it was a run by freaking oh i I asked i i I asked you to reserve a spot for me for something i forget what it was you'll be there yeah you i I I think i got written down i'll go look in the thing but but mrs doubtfire uh, I watch that movie all the time, and that was Me a movie too. that like I had on VHS that I watched all the time. And now, yep. as I watch it as an adult, I'm like, "This movie's really sad. I can't believe I was like." Yes, I cried. At the, I cried at the end yes. the other day when I watched it. I'm like sobbing in my living room, like ugly crying. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's, god, it's Robin Williams of, is my favorite actor of all time. It's full of so many funny parts and like this, like subtle funny parts, like when he's like when he does the impression of a hot dog and he just goes, "Oh." So I didn't realize. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I've been with my husband for about a decade and forever, as long as I've known him, I never put it together. He always says hot jambalaya, like all the time. (laughs) And I never put it together. And the other day we were watching it and he says it in the kitchen after he dumps the pepper and the jambalaya. And I just looked at him and was like, what? (laughs) Just never knew. Never knew. Hot jambalaya. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Um, so yeah, Steve, what, uh, how did you feel talking Star Wars again? Did it feel good? Yeah, no, I listen, it's, it's, it's nice. I love talking Star Wars. <laughs> um, you know, I just don't like being, you know, listen, it's nice to dip my toe back into it, but you know, I, I, I'll be, not, I'm not for everybody. It's okay. Dude, I'll <laughs> be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It hasn't gotten any better in terms of how fans act. It's like, you know, like, like you in Star Wars, have it's fun. You just got to focus B- on what you love and have fun with it. Uh-huh. It's BBY and ABY. I feel like with Star Wars, it's before Last Jedi, after Last Jedi. And that's whether you like the movie or not, that movie just decided it's time for everybody to be nasty about stuff. Fandom to like, end. We could go on forever. But <laughs> if I if I leave here not recommending this, I'm going to be really upset. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the chef David Chang, um, but go check out the David Chang show wherever you get Apple podcast, wherever you get podcasts. It's part of the ringer network. Check out his pod. He Kelly Marie Tran recently was out promoting Raya. Um, oh, was she on his show? Go check out the interview oh, there yeah. with, with him because in my opinion, it's the most just real uh, conversation about, everything and not just what happened with last jedi but just as a whole and i think that it's if you're a fan of star wars in general and you're a fan of fandoms and whatnot i think it's a very human um it's very beautiful human um explanation of her side of things and what was going on there that i think uh you know is worth checking out so check out the david chang show interview with 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 kelly because um to, to touch on the last Jedi thing real quick, and you can cut this if you if you want, but <laughs> she basically talks about how much she loves Ryan and how, you know, 
Ryan, when we got together with all the actors and everybody said, listen, we're not going to do what everybody is expecting us to do. We're not going to do what everybody wants us to do. Like, why would we, who, who wants that? Like, we're going to make something here. We're going to subvert expectations. I don't think it was ever anyone's inter in, I don't think it was anyone's uh, goal to have happen what happened, but I also make people upset, right? It makes people upset. And I also think that it's not just star Wars. It's not. Oh no, it's, no! It's no. not. It's everything. It's sports. It's politics. Yeah, it's religion. It. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's it's just our it's 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 just our culture right now, and um, yeah. hopefully you know at some point we'll be able to have a little kumbaya moment again. Maybe not. I don't know. I hope so. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day, like what you like. If someone's not into it, that's fine. And if you're not into what they're into, that's fine. But like. You don't have to hate on them. You don't have to necessarily make fun of them. But also, let's all have a fucking sense of humor. And, like, yeah. let's have a laugh together. And, God damn it, let's get to the movies again and get your vaccines. And, like, let's all start living again. And, you know, at the end of the day, this stuff is just supposed to entertain us, not divide us, not make us angry. And, like, if you don't like it, don't watch it again. Right. Yeah. Let it leave it leave it behind you. you know? Yeah. Why, also, why watch Mrs. Doubtfire. That, also, also. Yeah. Maybe don't write that tweet or write it and delete it and don't publish it because like, what's the point? I always say, yeah, I, I tweeted this thing. I was like a checkbox thing. I'm like, there should be a filter on Twitter before you hit a final send button that says, do I really have an opinion on this or am I bored? Because a lot of times I feel like, and I do it too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have an opinion on this. Why am I about to tweet about this? The greatest so thing, that, the greatest thing yeah. that has happened to me and Alex and the, and Alex, especially Cisco, he's a madman. He's on his own. He's not as sensitive as we are, but Cisco is a madman. I will he say, is. Yes, but the he greatest is. thing, the greatest thing in the last year that Alex and I have done, and I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, and especially with our account, we don't have an opinion anymore on, on social media. No, that's true. Yeah. It's just our show promotion, and that's it. And today, because it was Rex Manning Day, the day we're recording this, is the <laughs> one day a year that I changed my profile over. And today was the first time I was like retweeting and tweeting that had nothing to do with BSR or anything. And tomorrow, I'll go back and I'll like some stuff. And you know, if I have an opinion on something, I'll text a friend or I'll DM one of you guys, and we'll have a little fun back and forth about it. But like, I don't need strangers' affirmations Dude. to make me feel good or bad about myself regarding. I my dumb joke. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. We we use our podcast account just for our podcast stuff. It doesn't have a personality because there's yep. three different people behind the podcast. Yep. So when people like try to tag us when there's like social issues in the world, like hey, Resistance Broadcast Star Wars podcast, how come you're not talking about this? And we're like, this is our podcast account. If you want our opinions, you our our prof our names are right in the profile. Go find what John thinks. Go find what Lacey thinks. Go find what James thinks. That's where you get our opinions. This. Right. Our shows, our podcast. You don't come to us for worldly views. You come to us for some Star Wars stuff. It's not. That's not what it's about. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And lastly, where you know we're going to get into our plugs in a second, but I want everyone to know where they can find you guys. Where's BSR now? You said it's all audio only, but what about you know? You got any pins you want to promote? What else you got? Uh, I don't have any specific stuff. Uh, pins right now to promote but you can find like if you want the most up-to-date stuff with us we are way more active over on our instagram at black series rebels that's blk series s-e-r-i-e-s rebels um 
had that's the same handle for us over on Twitter, but Instagram is where we we probably have more fun. It's where you'll be more up to date with what our pin stuff is, any kind of projects we're working on. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Rex Manning. Um, but actually, I'm more over on this this other app called Letterboxd, which if you're a big movie fan, um, that's where I'm way oh, yeah. more active and sort of whatever I watch, I'm rating. Sometimes I'll give my opinion. I'll make lists, things like that. So uh, find me over there, uh, Stephen Ellis on uh, Letterboxd. And, um, you know, just look us up, BlackSeriesRebels.com. All right. Right on. And we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance. We hope you enjoyed this episode. James, we miss you, buddy. But we will see you uh, next week. He'll be back. He was just on vacation. A little breather. Well-deserved. He'll be back next week. Um, make sure you do subscribe to our show also on all audio podcast platforms the way Lacey brought it up before. Also, of course, here on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. Make sure you do subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. StarWarsNewsnet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews. We do editorials, a lot of information, some interviews, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsnet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Lacey? People can find me during the Hasbro Fan Fest if you missed it on Friday. I was in it. Yeah. So people that can was find me sick. there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, reacting yeah. to the latest Star Wars news with the whole team over there, which was really, really awesome. Thank you, Hasbro, for asking me to do it. It was really fun. Um, and you could just find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, geeking out about everything that's going on in Star Wars and more. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, Steve, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we had an absolute blast. It was it was like fate how you were just like, hey, have me on to talk about the news. I'm like, just so you know, James is out. We can use the third. And you're like, all right, Rex Manning. So, dude, thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast seeing you guys. It feels for like I haven't seen you guys forever. So thank you. You too, brother. All right, everybody, we'll be back on Thursday where we're going to be joined by Adam Witt, who is a writer, editor, comedian, and my teammate on the Schmodown. Uh, he is a huge Star Wars fan, and you're probably going to leave that podcast like Star Wars even more if that's possible. So uh, join us there on Thursday. But until next time, enjoy your week, and we'll see you right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.